Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Christmas is a week and a half away. And I can feel it. We, um, we drove around the neighborhood last night looking at the thousands of little lights hung on the houses and on the trees, the nativity scenes and the inflatable Santas and the reindeer standing motionlessly in the yards. Oohs and ahs and smiles were had by all. There's excitement in the air. There's something to look forward to. And sometimes, when you least expect it, you might catch yourself grinning like a child over the smallest or silliest things. There are so many moments where Christmas joy might find you. It could be, you know, when your favorite carol sneaks out over the PA system at Walmart or Target. It could be when the Christmas starts, the Christmas cards start pouring in. You know, and you see some of those pictures from friends and family that you haven't seen in a while. Could be when you put the star on the top of the tree with the last present underneath it. Uh, I had a gingerbread-shaped sugar cookie uh, this evening. My, my son um, artfully covered in, in um, frosting and, and uh, sprinkles and um, just made me smile, you know? There's probably a reason that we celebrate Christmas at this time of the year. I'm going to level with you. It's, it is highly improbable that Jesus was born on December 25th. Like, there's a 1 in 365 chance that's true. So why do we celebrate Christmas now? Well, there's going to be people who tell you that it has to do with Christmas supplanting a pagan holiday as the Romans became Christianized. And uh, maybe that might be the case. But I don't think that's the biggest reason. I think it's because this time of the year, the days are short. And it's cold. Some days. Well, I mean, two days ago it was. The trees are bare. Everything is a bit more bleak, a little bit more severe, a little bit darker. And that's, that's exactly when you need a little light the most. And when a little joy goes a long way. Sometimes I worry that we, we work so hard at making it a joyful time that we miss out on the joy that should come out naturally. I mean, how many folks stress out trying to buy all the right gifts for all the right people? How many arguments happen over getting the house ready or, you know, running late to church or whose family gets which holiday? 
How much joy do we sacrifice in the pursuit of joy? Maybe we don't have to. Maybe you don't have to force it. Maybe you don't have to chase joy. On that first Christmas, some 2,000-ish years ago, the angels appeared to unsuspecting shepherds, saying to them, Behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. What did they bring? Good news of great joy. For who? All people. Joy for all people. But those shepherds, they weren't chasing joy. They, they were completely unprepared. Christmas caught them utterly by surprise. But did they miss out on the joy? Good news of great joy. And a different way to say that, of course, would be a gospel of great joy. That's what the angels gave to the shepherds. That's what the shepherds spread throughout the city in the countryside, when they went to go tell it on the mountain. Good news of great joy, a gospel of joy. That's, that's what I have to offer to you. Now, I think sometimes, sometimes we can be really philosophical about joy in the church. You know, we, we, we work hard to differentiate joy and happiness. And we do it so much that maybe we start to think that those two things are unrelated. And I, you know, maybe that's something to do with our German heritage, just that stoic, you know, outer shell. Sometimes in the church we treat joy like it's a quiet resolution in our soul that you might not really feel, you just kind of know it's there. I've got the joy down in my heart. Where? Way down in my heart. Right? But I think that's kind of crazy. No offense intended, but I do, because that isn't the way the Bible talks about joy. When we read 1 Peter, and he said that we rejoice with joy that is inexpressible. Well, good, I'm not going to express it then. No, 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 that's not the point, right? The joy is so big you can't express it. Joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory. It doesn't sound stoic and emotionless to me. It sounds to me like an overflowing, overwhelming experience that results in an external expression we don't merely have joy, we rejoice. When people are filled with joy at Christ's birth, they run and shout. They travel from the far ends of the earth to bring gifts. Angels sing. Joy is anything but a quiet resolution. It shows on your face. I can see it. 
The mask doesn't stop, but I can see it. It comes out in your voice. It wells up in your soul until you have to share it. And that's what the gospel of Christmas brings when we grab hold of it with both hands. Because the gospel of Christmas says that you have the thing you most need in all the world. Your heart's deepest longing is not on an Amazon wish list. What your heart really longs for, what my heart longs for, is someone who will rescue me. Someone who can take the hurt and the brokenness of my life and redeem it. Someone who can promise me that everything will be all right, and then he can make good on that promise. I have everything I could ask or hope for in Christ. There's no greater gift, and so there's no greater joy. God has given himself to us, and that is the gospel of Christmas. The good news is that God isn't far away. God is with us. God has not come to condemn us. He's come to save us. He has come in the fullness of his holiness and glory, and instead of destroying sinners with it, which is kind of what we all expected him to do. His presence instead sanctifies those sinners. All of the wonder and the mystery and the power, the fullness of God is compressed into this tiny squirming and cooing baby. And I dare you to peer at God in the manger and not smile. Because in, that, in the straw lays the fulfillment of the deepest hopes and longings of every human heart. Wrapped in swaddling cloths is joy for all people. That is a gospel great joy. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have sent your Son, Jesus Christ, down to earth in humble and lowly and, and, and approachable. I mean, my goodness, you could have come any way you want. You came as a baby. And then you let poor shepherds come and, and, and enter into your presence. And then you let the Magi from afar come and bring you these rich and lavish gifts. And in so doing, you showed us that you came for the rich and the poor. You came for the Jew and the Gentile. You came for everyone. And you came in a way that welcomes us to be with you. Lord, as, as busyness and worries and anxieties and all the stress that goes into trying to manufacture joy in this season, take bites out of our attention and, and claim bandwidth in our hearts. Lord, we pray that you'll clear the clutter away and help us to focus 
on where joy is truly found. Baking the cookies is fine, hanging the lights are fine, but it all pales in comparison to peering into that manger and seeing you smiling back at us. Bless us this Advent and this Christmas and help us to rejoice with an inexpressible joy. In Jesus' powerful name we pray. Amen.